I think yoga is the practice of paying attention. On this podcast, Yoga Strong, we talk about what paying attention on the mat, what being aware and being present, whether you're in the studio or out of the studio or in the kitchen or with your family or with your friends in connection, in your heart, in your head. What does paying attention look like for your life? That's what this podcast is all about. That's what Yoga Strong is about. It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat. It's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong with your host, Bonnie Weeks. Do you ever think about, man, I wish I had blank. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to another Thursday quickie. And today... I want to talk about something that I have thought about that I wish that I had. And oftentimes, as you know, creative individuals, as we all are, <laughs> uh, we have, you know, this deep desire to, to make things in the world, right? To feel like our, our lives have, have meaning and, and purpose and ways to connect with others. And I think in our creation of things in the world, it really often is by asking the question, what do I wish that I had? And then not stopping there after you ask the question, but then making that thing. And if that thing doesn't exist in the world, what is it that do you wish you had? Do you have that piece of art that looks a certain way or poetry that sounds like this or music that sounds like this and gives you the feeling of this or, or whatever it is, a business that provides this service. And that once you find that thing that you wish you had, and can put that into words to then ask the next question of, well, why don't I just make that? For me, something that I have thought about, something that I wish that I had, has now turned into flow school. And I've been talking about flow school on, on the Instagram, on the gram, and, and through emails. And if you've have been heard of it, or if you have heard of it, or if you maybe have joined Flow School. Um, this is really, this has become kind of my place of, of exploring what I wish that I had and, and thinking about having a group of yoga teachers that are more interested in building community over competition. And having a group of yoga teachers who are interested in exploring the creativity of sequencing flow yoga classes, flow or vinyasa yoga classes. And a lot of, you know, yoga teacher trainings and 200 hour trainings, they're really just, you know, these bare roots of, of where we need to step to or step from, step to and from <laughs> as, as yoga teachers. And so really this emphasis on yoga teachers. And once you have this 200 hour training, then it's just a let loose in the world. Like, go ahead, go, go teach yoga. And there's often not a feedback loop. There's not a a, uh, an opportunity to kind of work with uh, those who might employ you or other yoga teachers and have this kind of community uh, learning together. And I really 
think that that's really powerful. How can we normalize feedback in a way that is generous? How can we give and receive generously? And I was having a conversation with my my youngest son, who is a fourth grader, and he said that they do peer feedback on their writing. And they say, he told me that they do two likes and a wish. I like this. I like this. I wish there was more of this. I wish this was changed. I wish whatever. Right? And that that kind of constructive feedback of here's these positive things that I recognize, here's something that I feel like um, could be more enhanced, right? And and having this generosity and this constant circle, of, regardless of the, anybody's experience, that everybody is open and arriving and understanding that teaching is a practice as much as learning and practicing yoga is a practice. And I think my wish then of what I wish that I had was this community that was focused on that and generous in that and willing to sit as equals without feeling like anybody was more important than the next. And that I think that as we come together as teachers, and if we truly believe that, then anybody who comes to practice with us, if we are truly connected as yoga teachers, as people who are offering our service to other individuals who want to practice yoga, and if we are so unified in building community together, there is no way that that cannot also be the experience of people who come to class, of those students who walk in the door. And if you're, if you're listening and you're a student, that the students and the community we're building in yoga studios, whether that yoga studio is in person, right? And which, which is the case in some places, then also because of COVID, there's a lot of places that have closed. And so what does that mean for virtual studios? And how do we navigate that? That's another, that's another, that's going to have to be another, another kind of podcast if we're talking about that kind of thing. But just in general, How do we build community and how can we build community if we're not already doing that as yoga teachers and as studio people who are working at the studio? If we can't have community there, how the hell can we build community along with the students? And so I think that's really imperative as yoga teachers and that one person's success is another person's success is another person's success and that it goes back and forth Right. And maybe the pay structure of classes is is needs to be refined. Maybe, you know, well, that's it. That's a given. <laughs> anyway, that's kind of like a short gist of, of something that I've wanted to have created was, was this flow school and this yoga teacher community. But I think, you know, part of this, though, for me was was really learning about sequencing. And because of yoga teacher training, really is the nuts and bolts, right? We need to learn those, the, some of those base things in order to step into the journey of being a yoga teacher, but our learning never stops. We, as yoga teachers, have a beginner's mindset where we're always there to learn. We, as yoga teachers, are there understanding that there is somebody always who might have a different perspective or experience than ours that can then amplify once we know our own teaching and experience. And we come as yoga teachers knowing that. 
We come as yoga teachers open to learning. We come as yoga teachers open to receiving feedback. We come as yoga teachers ready to celebrate each other and the way that each of us grows. That's where we come as yoga teachers. We come as yoga teachers to celebrate the small wins as much as we celebrate the big ones. We come as yoga teachers to show up and be present and to say the things that are real, that make sense. We come as yoga teachers to be together, knowing that we rise together. Mm. I have some deep (laughs) passion about this. And I think it is a big way forward for our yoga community to be able to find these ways to circle as yoga teachers. Flow School in particular is really talking about how to create yoga sequencing that's not sun citations, that's not a set sequence that you might have learned in your yoga teacher training or that is part of uh, particular styles of yoga that are set sequences. This is how do you build a class around a revolving sequence that you create? How do you create those sequences? How does breath make a difference in those things? What about transitions? Like what, where is the uniqueness of your voice in comparison to someone else? And in comparison, I'm not saying we're comparing, but versus somebody else, right? Like everybody wants to and has their own unique voice. And how does that manifest within a yoga class? How do you make it accessible and progressive? How do you address range of motion and difficulty? And how do you cue in a way that makes the most sense? What is the difference of form versus flow? And why are both necessary? How is the way you use your voice part of your leadership? All of these things. These are all things I talk about and we discuss in flow school. And not just like then those things, but now all my first first part about yoga teachers in community. Now you layer that on with the learning That's why it's so powerful. That's why it's so powerful. It's this learning atmosphere with very tangible things to take away, coupled with teachers, all teachers who are open and willing to show up and excited to tap into some creative power and to do that with other people. Oh, (laughs) I just, I have the chills. I have the chills. What is it? that you wish you had. And if you can name that, will you create it? And if your answer has something to do with thinking that you are not good enough, that you do not have enough experience, that who are you to do it? Keep tapping that. Keep asking the question. Keep moving forward in that and take the smallest steps that are sustainable that will keep moving you forward. The continued experience of one thing after the next after the next will layer eventually to where you have to do that number one thing before you get to number 10 thing. And all of that together will make you rise somewhere. I believe in you. I believe your creation can make a difference for a lot of people. 
Because if you have that need, if that thing you wish you had, other people are thinking that same thing. And who the hell aren't you to make it? Flow School round number two begins next week. As you're listening to this, um, launched on, on a Thursday, it's next Tuesday, it's coming Tuesday, October 20th, 2020, that Flow School is beginning round two. There is time for you still to join in. If you're feeling called by any of this share today, please join. It is different time zones, the last time versus this time, and the next round at the beginning of the new year will be another time, so check your time zone. See if it works. Come join us. Come and feel the power of what it's like to sit in circle with other teachers who have this same mentality. Mm, You are welcome. You are welcome to come exactly as you are. Until next week, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Mwah.